happening? Did you find the files? Matilda, we got problems. Derek's already left for the show. No, no, he can't. We don't even know what the trigger is. He just went running out of here. I couldn't stop him. I'll call him on his phone. He didn't have it. What? Yeah, he didn't have it. What are you talking about? He always has it. He gave it to me. Did you find the files? I don't even know what they look. What do they look like? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? Yeah, they're definitely in there. I just don't know how he labeled them. I got it. You gotta figure it out. We're running out of time, Hansel. You gotta find them and meet me at the show. Roger. everyone welcome back to another week of muskies on tap i am your host gus manti and we are going to dive into an awesome interview that we just had with ben stone fishing we're finally able to get him on we're trying to get him on throughout the last month or so and we're really excited to share this with you guys and we definitely hope you enjoy it and tonight Joining me, we got Max Manti and Brian Eckle. How you guys doing? I'm doing wonderful tonight, Gus. Appreciate you having me on as always. Glad to be here. Uh, very excited to hear about Brian's weekend. Heard his golf game was uh, top notch. It's a word on the street. Uh, <laughs> playing a little uh, Ryder Cup style format with some buddies. Uh, you know, you and I just came off of a, a fun weekend of fishing with our uncle who came over from Colorado, uh, put in some long hours this weekend. Uh, we're able to find a few few bites that I'm sure we'll touch on. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pass it over here to my best friend, Brian Echo. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here tonight, guys. I, uh, I had a great weekend golfing with seven other guys um killed a lot of wildlife in like that 50 yard range in front of the tee box um did not play my best golf wasn't the prettiest but hung around till the end and my four-man team ended up getting the dub so the team sport it's all that matters doesn't matter how i played got it done in the end yeah golf very well known as a team sport for yeah sure. yeah aka golf team sport but uh yeah excited to dive in here about your guys's fishing weekend and uh maybe chop it up a bit about our musky bender part two coming up this weekend in chilly and wet northern wisconsin yeah, that forecast is not looking nice, but what was going on this weekend with you? Is the hips not rotating, not keeping your eye on the ball? What, what was happening? I don't know. I mean, everyone who I was playing with seemed to have the fix to my swing. Oh, you're you're swaying, you're throwing your hips, you're trying to kill the ball, you're doing this. Yeah. And I was in a mental dungeon that I couldn't escape, so mm. uh, it is what it is. On to next year for the golf thing, and uh, we'll we'll get them then. Well, if it makes you feel any better this weekend, I was also not on my A game fishing. Um, Oof. had Oof. two, two very just catchable fish, um, not make it to the net on my end. And that Why was, was that my, oh, you know, sometimes your head's not in the game. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, I'll say oh, this. Really? Yeah, <laughs> wow, really? Um, <laughs> I'd say, uh, so the first one, not that people care about me losing fish, but the first one uh, was Saturday morning. 
we got out there pretty early, very chilly. Um, I kind of had a hodgepodge of like clothing items that I had to throw on because I, I packed too quickly and forgot like base layers, pretty essential thing to bring when it's 37 degrees outside. So I was like the freaking Michelin man out there, dude. I could barely cast this rod and reel in, you know, like work the bait that I was Certified actually using. Yoon. Yeah, well, you know what it is. <laughs> um, I was having a hard time kind of like moving about. I had my moon boots on. I had this big jacket. I was like stuffed in there like a summer sausage. It was not a good look. I'm actually glad I didn't catch this fish and have it be on film. Oh, awesome. anybody see it was a tough look. But anyways fish hit like three poles into my cast and like i was just so kind of out to lunch slash had all these clothes on i like barely set the hook because i couldn't move and fish you know had hooks in it for two three seconds and boiled on the surface looked like a nice fish and got off um so i was pretty bummed about that and then the second opportunity actually was our first follow of the day uh just had switched to the dying dog uh, which I haven't really thrown much of. And I was kind of just getting the the inner workings of how to like move this lure through the water, kind of figured out like what weight to use and all that stuff. But like on the second cast and I finally got it working like I wanted, this smaller fish came like screaming in and went underneath the lure and just completely disappeared. We were in pretty clear water. And so, you know, it didn't like stick with me with the eight. And, uh, as like, I was kind of going into the eight, we were hanging suckers too. one of the sucker rods starts going. So I just figured that the fish came in hot, turned, it made a U-turn and then just smashed one of the suckers. Like we've seen a million times. And so I look back to try to see what's going on with the sucker rod. And it, at that point, Gus like kind of pulls the line. He's like, yeah, there's nothing there. And as he's saying that, and I'm looking back, my baits, like I'm still doing eights, like not looking. I look back and the fish just comes up and T-bones the dying dog. Now I had one hand on the rod. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh shit, I try to set it and fish just goes off the other way. I'm like, that God, is I brutal. Suck. So a little thought thought, session there. thought you were captain of the eye crosser hook set team what happened oh i mean i feel real bad for the next muskie that hits my lure because that <laughs> thing is coming things coming damn near out of the water i'm gonna cross its eyes so good you, you best yeah. believe that yeah did you say that last time i don't know if we, i say a lot that? of things gus i say a lot of things <laughs> all right that's so. uh, all right we got the muskie bender weekend coming you get you can redeem yourself you got plenty of time in the amazing <laughs> Yeah. Windy, cold, rain weather that we're gonna get to. Cast yeah, Gus. So Gus, much. can you can you give us a rundown on the forecast if you got it in front of you? <clears throat> so Weatherman. we're looking at. It has been windy every single day up till now. Today's Monday, the ninth. It finally dies down for one, two. Oh wow, two and a half days. And then it's going to be very, very windy all weekend. Oh, <laughs> very yeah. rainy and uh, cold. That's my favorite. Um, Friday, the feels like high. My favorite weather right there. 41. That's my favorite. Each each day gets to 41 for the feels like highs of 47, 47, 46 for Eagle River. Oh, and come we're getting on, a little man. over a half an inch of rain. Come it's going to be gnarly, oh. but a fish should be chewing they well, better we'll, be we'll talk about 
we'll yeah. talk about let's let's talk about that later. Let's let's listen to somebody who's been catching some monster fish this year here. We I got agree. a good interview teed up. Let's get all right. Let's get into the interview of Ben Stone fishing. Hope you guys enjoy. We are very excited to chat with this gentleman here, Ben Stone, YouTube mogul, titan <laughs> in the fishing content industry. Ben, thanks for hopping on with us tonight. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, having me on, guys. No, we appreciate it. We're glad to make it work. I know we had we were trying to get you on a few different times, and we couldn't get our schedules to totally link up. So I'm glad uh, glad to get you on. We've been all big fan of your uh you know content and everything like that enjoy watching your your videos and instagram stuff it's all all sweet so we're we're excited to kind of get into you know how the how the cake is baked uh if you will um but i know i know gus was weird we were chatting before you hopped on here and we were curious because you know we're we've kind of witnessed a, a finished product now but we were just interested like how how did you get into musky fishing like just as a whole i mean you're a younger guy kind of like gus and brian not so much as myself anymore but you know when when did the i guess passion addiction whatever you want to call it kind of start for you uh it started pretty early on for me it, it was it was kind of a strange thing uh if i had to pin it to one thing i'd probably say books <laughs> um i like i grew up reading a lot of fishing books because i love fishing and i started reading about muskies and i just like I was just fascinated by them. Um, so as I got older and I mean, nobody, my, my family fish, but nobody musky fish. So I didn't really have the opportunity to actually start going after them uh, when I got a little bit older, but um, I always wanted to catch one. I was finally able to catch my first one on a lake trout spoon. And then from then on, I just was super pumped about it. Um, invested in a bunch of my own gear and I just, it was a challenge when I started because, again, I was the only person in my family that musky fished. So the time that I got to fish was very limited. And when I got to fish, it wasn't, you know, a full day on the water. It was like, here's 15 minutes to go and cast. But um, over the years, I was lucky enough to catch one or two here and there. Um, but I just wanted to keep learning. Like, my fascination was learning. So um, I would say I really got into it in 2012. I did a guide trip with Jason Hammerdeck on Mille Lacs. And, uh, I learned a lot on that day and just going out with him and seeing the way he did things just kind of solidified, uh, my passion for muskie fishing. And since then, that's pretty much what I spend the majority of my time doing. Did, nice. did you happen to catch one on Mille Lacs? Is that what also got you hooked or? I did not catch one on Mille Lacs. I had a lot of opportunities on the second half of the day and I caught my personal best pike, which I wasn't even excited about it. I just wanted to try to catch one. But <laughs> uh, by the time the evening came around, I probably had three or four chances on top water that, I mean, I was new, so I didn't really know yeah. what I was doing, but it was, uh, like, I just remember we, in the evening, we fished shallow sand in like three foot waves with top waters and it just blew my mind. Yeah. That, that blows our minds. Like we, yeah. we don't really have that kind of fishing in Northern Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's so funny like how many people talk about when they they're talking about their first musky like fishing experience, how many people talk about catching them on spoons. I feel like that's like the most common. It's like it's it's what got us hooked on it. Um I think we've had guests in the past. I think even Alex McLean 
was it him that said that he caught his first muskie on a spoon i, I don't know i just sounds right yeah yeah it's mm. kind of funny to think about that and then you know you look at any musky fisherman sack box now and like you know nobody's, <laughs> nobody's mm. throwing spoons <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring them out again i mean i i, I haven't gotten one on on a spoon yet this year but did move a nice fish on one trip that got like really really tough but um but with musky fishing becoming like your new passion then ben it looks like was the filming pretty early on or was that kind of like a side thing that you did not for like fishing and then all of a sudden like your filming got into musky fishing or like how did that blend together when you started filming yeah for for me for filming came pretty early on too filming came earlier than when i caught my first muskie actually i was just again like i was when i was a kid especially i was just all things fishing so i was watching fishing tv shows i always wanted to go fishing um so i just grew up loving fishing tv shows so i think in i think it was sixth grade i got my my first ever ipod touch that had a camera on it Nice. And uh, I just started hitting record every time like my I would get a bite fishing at the river. My bobber went down. And the more I did that, I filled up the storage on my iPod. I needed somewhere to put it all. So I made a YouTube account and I just started throwing up these just random clips of me catching fish um, just like for somewhere to put them. And uh, eventually further down the line, I just I, I fell in love with editing. And so um I started at a Windows Movie Maker, and then I just, I always wanted to get better at it, so I just started pursuing different avenues, but it took a while. It was, it was a bit of a slow burn for me. Um, I probably did that for, I don't know, until I was in seventh grade before I really started to, like, look at different cameras and, and really start to learn about, like, totally advancing forward, because beforehand, it was just kind of for me just to, like, go back and be like, oh, like, I caught this fish, and I could look at it. Uh, but as I started to get older, then I was like, okay, well, I want to like do something with this. And uh, my ambition growing up was always just to do something in videography and video editing. So it, by filming fishing for me, it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this and I want to make this my job. It was just kind of like practice just to learn the tools. Um, but eventually just kind of worked out where those two things kind of started to blend together, um, which was really, really awesome for me. Did you with with the filming? Uh, was that something? Because you're saying you just did that um, here and there and fishing. Was that something that you pursued pursued in school or wanted to like later, like post, I guess, high school, like a something you had in, in mind? Yeah, that was at the forefront of what I wanted to do. And with that, I, I talked to a lot of people and I tried to get as much information as I could. And most of the people I talked to said that you're pretty much better off just learning that stuff on your own. So that's kind of what I did. But when I finished high school, you know, I, I didn't have a full time job lined up or anything like that. Um, so I did I did a two year marketing degree, which I felt kind of covered everything that I wanted to use, you know, the videography and video editing things for. So that's what I ended up doing. And. I just feel very fortunate because the way things worked out, it was pretty much right after I got done with that two-year degree that, you know, I had my first opportunity with videography and fishing just pop right in. So it worked out really, really convenient for me. And I feel very lucky for that. 
when when would you say like you turn a corner with like the filming and the fishing from when it kind of went like you were saying you know you, you kind of answered it but like when it went from just you kind of uploading videos on youtube because you're saying like oh, i just needed somewhere to put it to like all right i'm you know kind of making a channel maybe starting to get some traction like when did that kind of start to turn the corner into like okay what it is now with like ben stone fishing on youtube um is there like a specific time that you could pinpoint that that happened or is it was it just kind of a slow gradual process to what what we have today uh i would say for me there was two specific things that happened uh the first thing that happened was in 10th grade we had a project uh, that we had to do over the summer just it was like kind of like a passion project type thing so for that i did fishing videos and uh um, that's when I filmed my first ever video where I caught a muskie. And again, that was just kind of like something to do for me and for school. But when I did that, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a few people started reaching out to me in the muskie world. And as a kid who really didn't know anything about it, that kind of started to open up doors. Um, so I started to put a little bit more effort into it. And I was like, well, you know, if these people are going to reach out to me, like it kind of motivated me. Um, but I would say the real turning point was uh, doing the first musky battle in 2020 that I did. Because uh, after I did that with all those guys and just being around that atmosphere, um, it really, like, I was like, oh, like, I should really, like, keep at this. Like, like, it just, I fell in love with the atmosphere there and just the different people and just, I would say that's really where it got a hold of me, where I was like, I want to keep working at this. And I, I started to kind of hold myself to a higher standard. Uh, as far as the stuff that I was making, because I really wanted to just keep getting better. And, you know, there's always that small chance that it can go somewhere. So I just wanted to follow that as much as I could. Cool. So like for the musky battle, like, so in 2020, did they ask you to come and just get like a ton of B roll and like, a, were you jumping between boats or just filming yourself or how did that work your first year there? Uh, it was just, I just got invited just to, to go and film myself because uh, Jeff, the guy who, who started a muskie battle was, um, he was good friends with Alex McLean, who Alex was one of the first real people that I kind of got introduced to in the muskie world. And one of the main people that I learned a lot of the stuff that I've learned from him. So I went up there the first year and I was just excited to be there and just film my own thing. Um, it was on Leech Lake and I'd really never fished leech before and i was still like pretty i would consider myself pretty pretty ripe to musky fishing so i just kind of went in uh wanting to get the most experience talk to everybody i could but uh, as luck would have it i guess i ended up catching a couple of fish and actually won the thing <laughs> with one fish so that's uh, i look back on that musky battle very very fondly like it was uh i feel if it weren't for that, a lot of the opportunities that I got afterwards probably wouldn't have happened. So uh, that's a big thing for me. I look back on that and uh, very grateful for that experience. That's awesome. Have you, have you been doing those year in and year out now since, since 2020? Yep. I did. Uh, I did the one. Yeah. So I've been back every year. I was bummed because it was just a couple of weekends ago and I was super excited for it, but I got up there and after my first day of pre fishing i got really really sick so i was unable to be up there yeah. for the battle but <clears throat> it's still it's still nice to to have that opportunity and there's so many people that that are there and it's turned into something a lot better than what it used to be in my opinion it's it's more about just getting guys together that you know share the same passion so it's pretty cool yeah 
nothing better than that. Yeah, we we heard it's a good it's a good time on and uh and off the water after everyone gets done and gets a rendezvous with a few few drinks. Um cool. Well, all right. So let's let's get into like the the filming aspect. I I'm really curious, you know, we've I mean Gus, I don't know, you can kind of fill in here, but like we've dabbled. Like Gus always runs cameras, you know, he's I would say you're you're starting to kind of get the hang of editing. Um but like that's rough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Editing um, is rough. I don't even have that great editing of software Instagram clips. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like we're running we're running cameras. We I mean Gus has probably more content and fish catches that I don't know we'll ever see the light of day just kind of stuffed onto <laughs> his uh, laptop right now. Um but like my I guess my curiosity is like what goes into a shoot for you? Um, like, you know, that like you're going to go out and you're going to film and you're going to fish. Is it like, you know, you're making an episode. Is it a, is it a weekend? Does it take multiple weeks to get what you want? Like, yeah, just kind of lay that out for us. Cause I'm, I'm really curious on how, how all that goes. Cause like, like I said, I've watched most of your videos. I don't know about all of them, but like definitely a good, good chunk of them. And like, the amount of b-roll the drone shots like the just you know clips underwater here and there. it's like underwater stuff like all this shit i'm like oh my god like this looks very labor intensive on top of also trying to catch a muskie which is not easy <laughs> yeah so for the way i do it most of the time is uh i don't really i don't like going to like a fishing trip with uh, a set checklist of things that i have to do uh, at most, I, if I get a video or like an idea for a video title or something, I'll try to fish around that idea. But most of the time I just, I go out and I fish and if I start catching fish or I get enough action, then it's like, okay, well, this is probably going to end up, you know, working as a video. Um, so then I kind of think about the other things that I want for whatever I'm filming. So, um, like, uh, the last video I uploaded, uh, which was last saturday which was the one day that i got to fish before the muskie battle i really wanted to make a video center around the wood tick so that whole day i fished i only threw the wood tick um so like when i caught the fish i had to follow right away and then i caught the fish and i was like okay well i know i'm gonna make a video on this so then i just kind of thought about all the the different shots that i wanted to get so like i wanted to make sure that i get underwater shots of the bait because i know i was going to talk about it and I always try to do something slightly different instead of repeating the same shot, especially with underwater stuff. So like, I'll just, I try to think of more unique ways to get a shot. So like with the wood tick, I wanted like a close up of the, the tickers clicking on the bait along with one, you know, like a wider shot. And then uh, as far as like all the other bureaus, I say the most like specific, you know, like things that I grab the same day I make a video is probably the underwater stuff and just everything that I talk on camera. And then B-roll is nice because you can film B-roll like anytime. So if I have a day where the fishing is kind of slow, I'm like, well, I'm not going to miss out on anything. So I'll, I'll film B-roll and I pretty much just keep like kind of like a catalog of B-roll um, just with most of the stuff like that I think I might need. So like close-ups of reels, lures, all that kind of stuff. And most of the time I, I already will have what I need uh, just from doing that. But there's times too where I got to go back out and, and get specific shots or, you know, redo some, some stuff like that. But uh, I've, I feel like I've done it enough to where I just, I kind of just fly by the seat of my pants and it usually works out. 
Um, but with my last job, it was really like thinking ahead of everything and preparing for everything. But I found out that I just didn't, I didn't enjoy that as much as just going out and experiencing fishing first and then building the video around that. Uh, cause in the past I'd have to, you know, go through a checklist of everything and then get to fish. And if it didn't work out, then all that effort was wasted. And I just like, it made me really not enjoy it as much. So, um, just kind of doing things spontaneously and then building a video around that is, is kind of like what I usually do most of the time. So from like when you started with your first video years ago to now, I mean, what was the, how long would it take you to edit up a video a few years ago compared to now? Uh, back then it probably took me a lot longer because the way I used to edit, and this is how I learned editing, was I'd bring my stuff into like a timeline and then, you know, like cutting and moving around footage is easy. But if there's ever like a specific like transition I wanted to do or like look I wanted to get, I would like pull up YouTube and I would look up a tutorial and then follow the tutorial. So I did that enough to where I started to memorize those things. So now I can usually like, I have a pretty good rhythm where it usually takes me like four to five hours. If it's, if it's one, if it's a video that I made in one day, probably four to five hours. Um, hmm. But if I, you know, there's a couple of, you know, random times where I'll have like two days that I combine into one video that takes a little bit longer, but uh, most of the time I can get something done in like four to five hours, I'd say compared to spending multiple days on it when I just first started out. Cause I had to sit there and pull up a tutorial for pretty much every step I did <laughs> in editing. <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're pretty strategic now with like, each shot you take or are you just like shooting a ton of random b-roll and then you'll filter through it later once you're editing or are you specifically picking out shots that you want and then you don't have a lot of garbage to filter through on the editing end yeah i would say i'm i I try to be strategic about it um like i i usually you know there's a lot of stuff that i i kind of i mean there's certain shots i like like i literally like getting close-up real like real shots or stuff like that but um you know i've done that a lot so i'm getting to the point now where it's like okay like i've i've done this a million times like i should try to do something a little bit different so i would say it just it it all kind of depends on the day and how i'm feeling if i'm feeling like i just want to get something done and something out i'll, I'll usually play it safe but you know occasionally I, I get a little bit more creative and i want to try to make something a little bit different so i i you know try to get stuff that i don't feel i see you know on youtube as much but um, it just kind of kind of depends. I'm I'm pretty pretty random with how I decide to do things sometimes. I I think Brian's asking that because uh, we we jokingly <laughs> call him uh, B-roll God because he uh, is consistently just shooting the most random stuff at all times and like you know we'll just end up having like 79 random clips of like a tree and a loon floating through the water. He's like, oh, this this is gonna be this. Well, we right we've like right <laughs> we've murmured of like making a few YouTube videos for like the oh, last God. three years, <laughs> and so like Easy we've all just now. taken B-roll, <laughs> yeah. And now we just have like an hour of footage of B-roll on our phones that <laughs> probably just sit there for a while. I, I like you're what you're talking about. Like I like a lot because I think it's actually good advice for us. For you're like, you know, you kind of get you know you do the fishing first and then you kind of build the video around it because like. Brian and Gus, like the one time this summer where we really went into a weekend, like, oh man, we're going to like make a sick YouTube video was opener this year. And we shot like 
an infinite amount of b-roll like a bunch of updates you know whatever and then we kind of ended up catching like one 38 inch mosquito <laughs> we're just like every update was like still haven't seen anything and... yeah like oh the fishing <laughs> really sucks and we're all down bad we don't know what lake to go to because not a single fish in violence yeah. county is eating right now and uh <laughs> we ended up scrapping probably like two hours worth of footage because we were like well that's not gonna end up being a good yeah. video and there's no so yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of learning from you as we go here. Cause it would, we've always talked about like, we do these weekends together and we'll fish with like three, four, you know, guys and we'll have a lot of fun. It's like, man, this would be really fun to like actually make a cohesive video, but we've just, we've dropped the ball every single time. So like seeing how succinct and like put together yours are, it's just like, man, I, all the respect in the world. Cause I, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. It's funny because there's a lot of days that, that I go through something just like that where I just, I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a great video today. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't caught one yet, but I've got enough and I've, I've scrapped a lot of stuff. So I, I also have a lot of stuff where I've put in the work and then I don't actually follow through with, with making something out of it. But that's how it goes. And I, I kind of get picky with what I like. I uploaded a video two weeks ago where I didn't catch a fish and I was like... I don't know if people are going to like that, but I just wanted to get a video out because I missed like like three weeks or four, like a month of uploading because I was sick and busy with uh, the devoted stuff. So, Gotcha. So what yeah. you said the devoted stuff, what what are you doing with them? Uh, so I, I edit and film all their stuff for their TV show. So oh, cool. uh, that's that's what I do full time right now. So. That uh, has been um, a very, very time-consuming thing, but in a good way because it's 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 a lot of fun. You know, like you go out and on a three or four-day shoot and film everything, and it's actually really nice for me. I really like it because a lot of the times I'm out there, like I fish solo probably ninety-five percent of the time, and I film solo ninety-five percent of the time. And I always like I'm like, oh man, I I want to get this shot and I want to do this, but I'm by myself, so it's really limiting. Uh, so when I'm with them, it's nice because I get to actually, you know, get the content and get the shots that I've always wanted to get for myself, but I can't, I can't be my own cameraman. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, but I'm in mostly just in the editing process. So I've been pretty tied up editing for the last like month and a half, probably. So I haven't got to fish as much and make content as much as I want, but I also can't complain because I just uh, enjoy the whole video editing and filming stuff anyway. So so with this being your first year with Devoted, that means like your first edited videos won't come out until this winter. Is that correct? Uh, so it's going to be mixed. Um, so they did, I think, nine shows with Rawfish Creative Group, and that was last year. Um, then they brought me on and I've filmed, I think, five shows. Um, so my first my first actual show that I shot and edited will be airing this Sunday, actually, on Bally Sports. Ooh, oh, nice. So, uh, Everybody nice. check that yeah. out. Well, for yeah. people that don't know, what like, can you uh, elaborate on what it is, just for if anyone's not totally up to speed on that? Yeah, so um, I filmed for Devoted Outdoors. It's John and Ashley Holmgren. Um, it's pretty much just a family show. Uh, they're very invested into um, and fishing in the outdoors. It's mostly uh, their first season's focused on fishing, but um, they really wanted to build a very story-based show around just, uh, you know, 
the lifestyle of, of having, you know, two young kids, but also not wanting to give up enjoying the outdoors. So it's, it's, uh, it's a show that I, that I really like, and I, I really respect and admire, uh, kind of the, the image that it gives off because, um, you know, I, with the first two shows they've aired, they've had a lot of people reach out and say how awesome it is that they always involve their kids with, with what they're doing. So, um, their some of their stuff is on YouTube right now. So if you want to check it out, just type in devoted outdoors on YouTube, but, uh, it's a pretty cool show. It's, it's, uh, not the normal kind of fishing and outdoor show you'd see on TV. It's, it's very uh, story driven and very family driven, which I think is really cool. Nice. Excited to see that. Um, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that sounds like a lot of fun, especially probably doing some of those kind of, I guess I don't know where you've gone. I got to watch the show to, to find out, but it sounds like you've probably taken some pretty cool destinational type trips. And I don't know if you can say where, because, you know, probably save it for the people to, tune in but it, that sounds like a pretty cool pretty cool deal yeah yeah it's it was uh I've, I've i've been lucky enough to have things work out uh job wise like very smoothly so far in my life like as soon as i finished college i got a, a full-time job for canal gratis doing fishing and youtube videos and that gave me a bunch of experience and then literally the day that i was like i'm gonna look for something else john called me and so i jumped on board with them and I've gotten to, yeah, like you said, I've I've gone on some pretty cool trips already. I've been up to Canada a bunch. I uh, went to Lake Winnipeg. We did a fly-in trip. So I've got to experience a lot of cool things. And I, I feel yeah. very fortunate to have uh, experienced those things. I'm uh, I'm just curious, like for your first one coming out this Sunday, what's the length on all of like the ones you're editing? Because some of their videos are some shorts. Some of them are 30 minutes. Are yours longer? Yeah, so uh, the total runtime for the show, I think, is 28 minutes and 30 seconds, um, but okay. that's with commercials. So the total amount of footage that I've done, I think, is it was originally supposed to be 19 minutes, 45 seconds, but we had to bump it up to, I want to say, 22 minutes, I think, is what it is. So it's nice. it's a full-length half-hour TV show um, with all the mm-hmm. commercials and stuff. Um, and then, you know, through that, uh, I also did a couple of the commercials that are on there too. So that's pretty cool too. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Wow. With the, uh, with those longer videos, I'm looking at your page right now. Have you ever thought about doing longer videos? Cause I know when I've watched your videos, I know they're just kind of like, they're usually mashed into a one day, kind of like you're talking about, but also like you, I don't know if you do like a full weekend or something like that, or if you have in the future of doing I don't know, I guess longer videos. I don't know about YouTube too much. I know that there's like a, like a cap at certain minutes, I think for ads or something like that. Am I right or wrong there? I know that there's some weird things that they've changed and done through the years. I'm not a hundred percent sure on, um, on how the ads things work. Cause I know like 10 minutes, at least a few years ago was like the mark to like hit, um, but it's weird because I, I try to aim for longer videos and a lot of the times I'm like, oh, you know, I've, I've, this will be such a good like long video and then I edit it and it's under 10 minutes. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I feel guilty for that. But I think the way it works out for me is like I try to keep my videos like straight to the point. So um, they I tend to like kind of cram them. Um, 
but with again with what you're saying about like doing like a weekend trip like I, I wanted to do that um i just haven't had the opportunity this year where it worked out to to go on a weekend mm-hmm. trip and make something longer uh, i was going to be my goal for the musky battle was to do just like a you know a really big video for the entire experience but um getting sick kind of got in the way of that which i was pretty bummed about because i was like oh man like i'm gonna have so much content and nothing so uh, next year yeah yeah next yeah. Year sure. yeah that's what i'm telling myself oh, yeah. <laughs> i feel like i'm in the minority i i really like the long fishing videos i mean obviously the short ones are great like you you can watch like a lot of them consecutively so i'm sure from like a producer standpoint of it like it's it's good for views and stuff to churn out a lot of uh, shorter videos but i'm like a big fan like if i'm just rifling through fishing videos and there's like a 35 45 minute video like i think that stuff's so cool because it's just like you could see comprehensively like everything that goes into a big weekend you know like yeah just all that stuff it's fun to just like chill on the couch drink a beer and just like watch those longer shows like i mean we you know grew up like watching keys outdoors and stuff like that and it's just kind of cool like seeing you know all like the camp set up or you know wherever and gus and i have like talked about wanting to do that for the pmtt stuff because there's like so much stuff that goes in behind the scenes of just fishing um that i think people probably like really like because you know i mean musky fishing like you do i mean on average how many hours of work do you do before you actually just get like the 17 seconds of like fun you know yeah and i think like diehard musky anglers like seeing that stuff because it's like man it just doesn't you don't just go on the lake and catch a fish and call it a day like it's hours upon hours of gear set up and all that shit and like that those videos are cool to me i don't know so it's good to hear that you're thinking about maybe doing some longer ones in the future because i would definitely like i would definitely tune in yeah yeah that's again that's been that's one like that's what i wanted to kind of veer towards um but i think this year just it's you know it's a new experience the whole devoted thing so my time my free time when i do get to film it's it's pretty uh like crammed i guess which you know i i probably get more free time than the average person so i'm not trying to sound like i'm complaining but that's i that's just kind of how i've built the videos just kind of getting back into it but um when i am filming or thinking about what i want to film like that's always how i'm envisioning things is kind of including everything because again like you're saying you know like as musky anglers i think we all you know catching the fish is great but like enjoying the entire experience as a whole is is kind of like what we're all here for so that is uh something that i do want to work on uh you know putting into my content moving forward as there oh go ahead gus i was just gonna say with that if you do because i I really like your videos and how they're made and and I'm with Max. I really like the long videos, but yours for short videos, you talk about like everything that needs to be said. I know that you do say in your videos like I've been at it for hours or something like that or like nothing's been going on. I'm going back to this spot or I'm going back on this fish. If you like add your cinematography, the fish that you catch cuz you catch big ass fish and then like a long movie almost you'll be like a dominant force in the youtube fishing <laughs> community i feel like or you should be i don't know that's i know already it's already is son already is I, he is did you get like a did you get like a, a video like a short video that got like millions of views this year oh that was on like instagram or tiktok or something right yeah yeah i got a couple on instagram that have i think my most on instagram is 
three million. But um, that video, on, I put it on YouTube nice. as a short, and it it got like five thousand views, and then it died for like two months, and then out of nowhere it just blew up. And I I think the last time I checked it, I think it was at three point six million views. That's kind of it's like Gus was that's probably pretty comparable to our listeners amount. Perhaps yeah, like probably three like three point seven million. Yeah, yeah. Right around there. Dude, that's Start, like started slow at a million, but we've been growing. Uh, it's like reaching an entire freaking large metro city of people watching your fishing yeah. videos. That's yeah, nuts. on on YouTube you can look at the the analytics and for some reason the it just it must have just gotten pushed like really hard in Russia because like, <laughs> the, the top country on the demographic is Russia <laughs> and then it's the United States and then it's Ukraine. People are like, what is this fish? <laughs> There's a lot of comments on there that are in Russian that I I don't know what they mean. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'd be real curious to n- translate some of those comments. Like, yeah, <laughs> what is t- they're like talking mad shit on your. <laughs> Probably. There's a lot of comments on there telling me to do an eight instead of a circle. Sometimes give me a laugh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. You just brought up something that I, I'm also very curious about. So, like, you're putting yourself out there. You're getting TikToks and Instagrams that are, you know, like you're saying, three plus million views. Like your your YouTubes are get, um, you know, on average, like a, a lot of views as well. Um, has that been something you've kind of just become like a little bit numb to with people? Has it been mostly positive reactions to your videos? Or are there still like shithead people telling you to do this or X, Y, or Z? um what's been kind of like the the feedback or whatever I'm, I'm assuming it's been mostly positive but has there still been just dumb stuff that you get from kind of getting yourself out there on a lot of the figure eight stuff um it doesn't matter what the video is there's always somebody that says you need to do a wide turn or this that and the other thing everyone's um, a pro everyone's a pro yeah so <laughs> i get at this point like i'm pretty used to it there's every once in a while i read a comment that it's just like I want to respond to, but I'm just like, I should just leave it. But like on you, when it comes to YouTube, most of the time I just like give them the little heart thing just cause I, I don't really care at the end of the day, but I just think it's an Instagram, especially, you know, I post a lot of my figure eight clips on there and I just, I get so many people like tell me to do a, like a wider turn or like I had a lazy fish come in and they're like, Oh, well, if you did this, it would have ate. It's like, I don't think so, but okay. No. <laughs> well, if you, uh, if you need our, our resident, um, well, one of our resident musky trolls, we got a few, we got a few in our, uh, muskies yeah. on tap army. You can send the army out to your comments. <laughs> we'll send the army to your comment <laughs> section and just have them roast. You can just tell us what you want us to say. And then we'll, we'll, uh, you know, work through our uh, agents in the field and have them just kind of rip apart people in your comment section. You know, I might oh, have man. to take you up on that. <laughs> Go to any of them. There's at least one comment on there telling me that I did something wrong. Oh, man. It's like, you know, me when I watch the Packers and I'm like, should have caught that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't understand, like, the people who feel the need to write up a comment like telling you how to fish or you know what you did wrong it's like <laughs> you're not the one in the video you know you might have caught a fish doing an eight or not doing an eight like i mean it's different they're fish they're stupid they do their weird things i mean <laughs> nobody's a pro pro yeah i i always like try to like poke fun at myself or like in my cash i'll be like yeah i totally botched this one and i just think it's funny how people still comment and it's like did you like 
Like yeah. I'm not saying I'm like perfect. Like I, <laughs> like I effed up. I just thought it was a cool video. Oh, you, <laughs> you know, tried to you say know. their comment before them, and they still comment. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, you know, yeah, because that guy's never ever he's caught every single fish that's come to the boat. You know, yeah, sure. never botched. <laughs> Uh, well, so outside of the videos that have gone, you know, uber viral on your, on your page, has there been any highlights from this year? Like, you know, what, like people always like hearing about big fish and obviously you're fishing in Minnesota. You've come across some this year. What's, what's been like some of the highlight catches for you that you've gotten on film and what, what's that rush like? Cause I mean, we, we've now that we've kind of dabbled in the tournament game, like, you know, we've talked about the difference of like catching a big fish in a tournament compared to just out for fun. I would imagine you probably get a pretty similar ish rush, like knowing like, Hey, I just captured a, you know, this crazy catch, like on film. And what's that like? Yeah. So, um, before I came back to uploading on my channel and I worked for canal gratis, they always had me wearing a chest mount, which I hated. And I told them like, I wanted to wear the, you know, the GoPro on my head and I was like, I wanted to buy a nice polarizer and they were like, Oh, just wear the chest mount. It's like the most popular thing. So when I like had the freedom to make the videos I wanted to, like I went out and I bought you know, a really nice GoPro and I bought a really nice polarizing lens for it. And I was like, I don't care how bad it sucks and how bad it hurts my head. Like I'm going to wear it on my head because I know if I get a cool figure eight, it's going to be sick. Right. Um, so that was probably the, the big one for me. I, I started my season off really good with John and Ashley and Malax. I caught uh, two fish opening night and I caught my personal best, um, a 53. But those were in the night, and they were they were off camera. But the last day that we fished, um, I caught the first figure eight fish that like got him, I think, two million views. And as when like when that fish came into the eight, and I set the hook on it, like I literally internally told myself, I'm like, that is the sickest video I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> so I normally like I, I normally can like I keep myself pretty like tame when I got a fish on, and I stay pretty calm. But, like, when I told myself that, like, I got that, like, oh, my God. Like, I was, like, freaking out. And the video is really funny. Like, I, I love to laugh at myself in that video because I'm, like, I can't push the button. I can't free school. And then John's, like, well, where's the drag at? And I was just, like, <laughs> freaking out because I just – I didn't want to lose it because I knew, like, the clip that I had. Yeah. So, like, that was uh, that was exciting to get that fish in the net. Um. So, that was, like, the first, like, I was, like, holy – like I was shaking and I was like, just look, I kept rewatching it on my phone after the fact. And, uh, I was content with that. So I, I was like, you know what you guys fish, like I'm going to, I'll stay on the camera if anything happens. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And then, uh, I'd say the other one was, uh, the, the main cl the clip that's got like, the most views out of anything I've ever made, which is the, um, I had one around home where, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it. It comes in, I go into the figure eight and it like sticks its head out of the water yeah it goes mm -hmm. back down and then i was doing circles and i kept trying to eat it and i was like what the heck is this thing doing and then i finally got it that was a that was a cool one for me because i was like i didn't adjust my polarizer that day to make sure i cut the glare so i was like well, i don't even think like i got the you're not gonna be able to see the fish but you can and like it was that's my probably my favorite figure eight clip that i've gotten because it was oh. just so so weird and there's so many people like oh you're moving it too fast and i'm like Dude, <laughs> i just I like it's so funny like it it's there's so many like especially uh, between tiktok and youtube dude the comments that are on that video hurt to read like <laughs> they genuinely hurt to read but it's it's 
I don't, you know, I don't take it personally. It's I just laugh at it, most of them. It's, we'll get it's we'll get funny. a contractor in there and just have a big f off on each of those comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know we know some guys. Gus, didn't you have that something like that happen to you this year with a fish sticking its head out of the water and then eating? Uh, eating. When would that be? I saw that first. I could have sworn you were like texting me or something like, dude, you know that Ben Stone video where the muskie pokes his head out and then follows into the turn? Like that happened to me today. Oh, I did, but it didn't eat or follow into the turn. I was, I did a figure eight. Welcome to Wisconsin. I did a full figure <laughs> eight and I went to a, a bomb cast and my lure hit the water and I look right in front of me and there's a muskie that did the same thing it did in your video, Ben. It poked its head out facing me, went down. <laughs> There's no lure there for it to go after, and then it freaked out and left. And I'm like, "What?" Just saying, "What's up?" <laughs> like, what? I I was so confused, <laughs> and and yes, I said right away, "I'm like, that's exactly what happened in the Ben Stone video, except <laughs> it didn't eat, yeah. and it was maybe like a 38 incher." <laughs> a Wisconsin giant. So have you fished in Wisconsin ever? I know we, we get, we get a good amount of listeners actually from Minnesota. So we always are really appreciative when guys from Minnesota come on. I mean, I live in Minneapolis, but like I've said multiple times, I don't get out and fish much in Minnesota um, as much as I'd want to. I, I don't have a boat here. So I'm always in Northern Wisconsin. Uh, but have you ever traveled, uh, traveled East before and, and tried your hand at any of those lakes? Not a ton. Um, I still haven't caught a Wisconsin muskie yet, but oh, I have. I we're fished, gonna have to change uh, that. We're gonna have to change yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a bad one. I caught an Iowa muskie before I caught a Wisconsin muskie. That was Jeez. kind of a wake up call. <laughs> Gosh. But um, I fished. Uh, I fished the Saint Croix every once in a while. I'll fish the Saint Croix, um, mm-hmm. which I guess is sort of Wisconsin. Depends and on then, side you're um, Yeah, and uh, then there's. Um, two lakes that are like probably 45 minutes northwest of me that I've ventured over to fish a couple of times on Northern Wisconsin opener. But from what I understand, they're pretty tough lakes to fish and I haven't gotten the chance to go back over there. So I really just haven't fished Wisconsin much at all. Oh, we, we kind of joke around. There's a lot of great fishing in Northern Wisconsin. I mean, it's, it's a really good, really good spot. So if you ever get the chance, you know, it'd be awesome if you and Gus could get out on the boat together and collab or something. On, on yeah, that'd be yeah I'd, I'd be that'd totally be down cool. for that. Where, where else have you, where else have you, I mean, other than Minnesota and Iowa, I don't know if this will spoil something coming up in the show or when your video is coming up, but where else have you been catching muskie? Have you been into Canada or anywhere crazy? Um, I haven't. I guess I technically have musky fish Canada, but I was in Canada on Lac Sewell for Devoted, but I didn't get to fish, which mm. that was probably the hardest shoot I've ever had where I couldn't fish and I had to film because Lac Sewell was an incredible lake. And yeah. they saw a, a few fish up there and it just was like, oh, dude, I wanted to fish so bad. <laughs> um, But between Minnesota and Iowa, the only other place that i fish would be st Clair. i went to st Clair in 2021 okay. and fished over with mark kornoski and mike ducci with brian scape from england anarchy so nice that's uh between michigan and i caught one in the Can- canadian side of st Clair. so that minnesota and or iowa are the three main places that i've caught muskies okay 
Well, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to try to figure out a way for you to check the box on Wisconsin then. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been on my list for a few years, and I just I don't I wanted to do it this year, and I just got super sidelined with with work and all that stuff. But I'm all always right. down to the venture right. over there. Are you out of the? Are, do you live around the cities then in Minnesota? Or are you more north? Uh, I'm in the cities. I'm okay. like just outside the cities. I'm in Forest Lake, so sure. I'm not. Okay. Not. I mean, going to Wisconsin isn't like a haul for me. It's it's pretty nearby, but. Yeah. I also live in Forest Lake and Forest Lake got muskies in it. So it's, it's, that's probably what hinders me from going other places so much as Forest is always right there. But. So I was going to ask, be, like, uh, are, you know, when you do these day trips and whatever, are you like, are you typically sticking around the Metro area or do you take a day and you go up to Malax or Leach or, I mean, it, it, it just kind of make your rounds. Um, I've got a few lakes that don't get hit that hard up north that i like okay. going to um just because you know they're the one like you know I, I always feel like i've got a good chance of catching a fish um so between that and force are kind of the, the main two that i i you know, spend my time on but force is a metro lake it gets hit really hard and that's i mean everybody knows force lake and white bear lake and all those lakes so it's it's always mm-hmm. nice to go other places but I think one of my probably my biggest flaw in musky fishing is uh, I always want to go to different lakes. But when I, you know, plan on going to that different lake, when that day comes around, I'm like, oh, do I really <laughs> want to like go risk a day and maybe not catch anything? And where I can go to a lake and probably catch one, like that's probably my biggest flaw because you know, like every once in a while, like yeah, it works out, and I go to that lake and I'll you know get a video or catch a fish. But uh, it also prevents me from experiencing you know other lakes and stuff like that. So. So a little late in the year to kind of change that, but my goal next season is to to try to just break the chains on, you know, the lakes that I always fish and, and start branching out and fishing different bodies of water. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I mean, it's something that we love to do. I mean, obviously, you know, where we typically fish is much different than Minnesota. Well, no, I wouldn't say much different, but it, it's kind of more known for lake hopping and, some of that stuff i mean in northern wisconsin we have so many so many different lakes that are kind of just like stuffed in such a small area i mean gus like how many lakes do you think you've uh, fished this summer this i mean if you summer, guess. yeah um probably do you have a tracker on number of lakes you've caught a fish yeah i could look up that real quick i know that this summer is probably Oh, it's got to be 20 plus different lakes, maybe 25 for sure. Fish this year. Oh man. The tracker right now is at 41 different Different lakes lakes. that we've caught fish up here in two years. (laughs) And that does include Vermilion and cave run and Madison chain from the PMTT. But the rest are yeah. Northern Wisconsin. This is a list that can never be leaked. <laughs> <laughs> There's a price for everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. So getting back to you and your YouTube channel, I mean, where and I guess you know, you don't have you don't have to let us know, but I mean, do you have a a vision in mind on where you want to take this thing? I mean, like with the content you're producing, I could definitely see a you know, Valley Valley Sports with a Ben Stone fishing deal or 
you know, KOTV or something of that nature. I mean, is that, is that the ultimate goal or is it just more to just grow the YouTube channel and keep that thing humming along? Uh, I think for me is just, I just enjoy making fishing videos. So, you know, knowing the chances there for, you know, to get a following where I can make money or do it full time is, is cool. But um, I don't think it's necessarily something that I'm like, uh, like, Oh, I'm, I'm gunning for this specifically. Like I, I think that if I got to that point, I would still want to have a job, you know, filming or, or editing. And, and like, I really enjoy what I do for John and Ashley. So um, I just, I like being able to to do a couple of different things. I don't like uh, limiting to myself. And that was the, the biggest thing that I, that I realized with the first um, canal gratis job I had was that was pretty much doing that. And I just found after the first like first year in, I, I really loved it. But after that, it just kind of uh, took the toll on the general experience of fishing for me. And I think, you know, fishing for me is priceless. So I don't ever want to like ruin that passion for myself. So it would be great to get it to that point. But I, I don't ever want to uh, plan on that for myself just because like fishing and enjoying fishing and having fun with it is way more important than getting to a point where I make money off it for me. Um, so I think my goal is just to continue, you know, making the content that I want to make and having fun with it. And if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. If not, it not. Awesome. Okay, Ben. So switching gears here, I have a few questions about your kind of GoPro and video setup in your boat. I know that all we run is GoPros and we have very similar boats. I think I found out you have the uh Lumacraft 175 or 185 which 175 okay so pretty much the same boat as mine you have a sick setup where the mount where you're looking at yourself like off the gunnel or something is pretty high up but it's not in like the back it's kind of more towards the middle what do you got there to did you build that yourself or like what do you what do you have there to run those gopros yeah, so I took uh, one of like the plastic Illumitrack mounts, and um, I took mm -hmm. one of the plastic Scotty like rod holder mounts, and I put that on the Illumitrack mount, and then I there's like the little notch to like lock in the rod holder. I yeah. like carved that out of this, so it's just basically you know like a hole, and uh, I just took a monopod, and I think there's a, actually a like a adjustable bar for an ice fishing house. Like half of that, it's very makeshift, but it's a <laughs> monopod and that, um, and I just got it to cram into that track holder, and that's and then I just put the the GoPro mount on top of the monopod, so it's nice because I can lower it down quite a bit, but I can also extend it pretty high, and then I just have a big USB cable that I run up it. It's it's not very stable; it, it wobbles a lot. Like if it's if I'm hitting okay. waves, like I always take it down. So it's not anything super sturdy. It is pretty makeshift, but it works for what I needed to. And the only mishap I've had is uh, earlier this year, I hit the back of the GoPro casting and I shattered my screen on my GoPro. Oh, but damn. other than that, it, it has uh, worked out just fine for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I haven't hit one casting yet, but I've just been running the Yolotech mounts and yep. I know that I, I've watched some of Brian Scase videos on like, how to film basically i watched a lot of those videos when i was starting off and he was talking about his um 
just mount up with the GoPros and how he has it like locked into two places or something. So that's very stable. And I noticed that right away with the Yolo Tech that it was really wobbly. And yeah. luckily I have like a cleat in the back there and I literally just tie a rope around it and then just cinch it tight. So that just doesn't move, but it's okay. Except for, uh, that's why I was asking about that. Cause I kind of want to maybe look into getting something or making something like you have where it's closer to the middle of the boat. So it can not be so far away for the front guy. And, and also yeah. I know Max, you you and I both are kind of looking into doing head mounts. I've done the chest thing. They are a pain in the ass. I hate them. I have fr- pretty much not wore the chest mount this year at all. Uh, I did last year a lot. Um, but with the head mount, you just have one of those things that's like taped, taped onto the hat that GoPro comes with, or what do you, what do you have there? So I, uh, I have a, a tripod mount. Mm-hmm. So I drilled a hole through the brim and I just got, uh, I don't know if you can see it on there, but it's just yeah. a, a screw and a nut. And that's, uh, I mean, it, you can move it and twist it, uh, but it's, it's tight enough to where if you put the GoPro on, it doesn't move around or anything. The only thing that sucks about it is it's a lot of pressure on your head. So it can wear on the ears and stuff a bit, but I, the system that I run works pretty good. I've seen people, you know, like run a cable down the back of their head to like a, a battery pack. But um, I just have a bunch of extra GoPro batteries and I have like the, the little dual battery charger. Um, so mm-hmm. I just switch out batteries throughout the day and then I've got them plugged into a little lithium battery thing with a USB port, basically a power bank. Um, and usually by the time I go through two batteries in the camera, one of them is charged again. So I just kind of cycle through batteries throughout the entire day it's pretty much how i run it nice nice that's that's pretty solid for sure because we were looking into getting head mounts and i wasn't sure what you had i always wondered what you had on your hat because i know i thought there was like a sticky thing that gopro makes or they have obviously the big like adjustable head mount that goes around have you ever worn that before do you know um, if that's okay? i have one um and yeah it, it works um it's yeah, I mean, if I compare it to where I what I have now, like that that mount is going to be pretty much the same. Um, I just did the the hat thing just so I didn't have to always put the head strap on. But mm-hmm. um, I think I actually, yeah, I, I did use the back in like 2019. I actually used the head strap mount that I remember, and I had had no problems with it, so that works. Sweet. I feel like I got one laying around from like a Hero Four back in the day. But that one, that one uh, shit the bed like the first year using it. I used it way back when it came out. And then we started using it musky fishing and it lasted like half a summer. And I was just dead, gone. <laughs> but uh, what what GoPros do you run now? What um, year or model? Uh, I've got 10 blacks right now. Um, there, I got like a really good deal on eBay on factory refurbished. And it came with the... The two batteries, the battery charger, and SD card. And it was like three hundred bucks, I think. Um, so I have two of those, Dang. and then I have, I have, uh, well, I guess one and a half because one of them's got a cracked screen still. But and then I've got <laughs> another Hero Four, but <clears throat> the Hero Four, like yours, just does not work the way it should anymore. So I'm yeah. probably gonna pick up another replacement. But I've, uh, I haven't had any problems with the tens all year. 
Um, I used to have a seven and that was the worst GoPro I ever owned. It just had so many like file corruption issues, but the tens have been really good. I think they just came out with like the 12 now too, but if I got another one, I'd probably get another 10 just because I haven't had any issues with either of mine yet. That's good to know. I think I'm going to switch over to tens because I've had some pretty major corruption issues like you're talking about and I have sevens. So that makes sense. And it always seems like it's our biggest fish. All of a sudden I go, well, there's half the catch and the other. Yeah, I go, to, <laughs> I go to hit the loop button and I'm like, oh God, it's taking one second longer than normal. Oh, it's gone. It's so gone. <laughs> and, and it's that, gone. And, and it's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'm going to rifle you with one more. The polarized lenses, what do you, what case do you use for the 10 and what like polarized, are you able to share that or where, where you get that from? Yeah. Um, I got it right next to you. Cause I'm going to write it down. So it's, <laughs> they're called Freewell CPL filters. Um, they only make them for the nines and ups, I think. But the oh, reason I why I got these ones over, um, other polarizers is the you can rotate the the lens in the front yeah so like when you look at the gopro screen it'll move where it cuts the glare depending on like which way you're looking or whatever so i always make i always check before i start recording and i make sure the glare is cut right in front of where i'm looking and it works pretty good because i used to have the ones where you just put them over the lens and they i mean that helps quite a bit but these are just so much better because you can really choose where you want it to cut the glare so like if i have the camera up top or anywhere else like i can make sure that it's cutting the glare where i think a fish would show up um and it's nice because they're only like i think these are like 25 20 bucks so they're not super expensive um dang that's not bad at all they come with like a nice little case for them too nice gus you gonna do some shopping tonight for our uh (laughs) musky bender boys trip next weekend I'm going to check to see if they got any refurbished or factory or whatever on uh, Amazon, like right now, if the internet works. How do you you film in the rain, Ben? We got a lot of rain in the forecast for this weekend. (laughs) Um, Nothing really changes for me. I I just keep my main camera dry, and uh, I just try to keep the, the GoPros tilted down, and I... These the only flaw I guess I guess going into flaws with the polarized lenses is they do get water spots on them very easy, so I always just try to check on those. But I haven't really had to film in the rain a whole lot this year, so. Um, hmm. But I generally, I mean, all the new GoPros are waterproof without a case anyway. So, um, I have uh, on the one that I don't wear in my head. I just bought a door for it that just has a little slot for the cable. And nice. it's a small enough slot to where, like, the, when you put the cable in, it pretty much keeps water out. So I don't have to worry about uh, getting water on it. But this one, I kind of got to worry about getting water on the back. and just have tape on it. <laughs> there you go. That looks shattered. It's on its ninth yeah. life. Yeah, it's nice that the GoPros are waterproof. And then this year, when I've been, like, externally keeping them charged with, like, an external battery and the ports... I just wrap that like silicone putty around it or something and like jam it in there. Yep. That works really well, actually. As a side note, that's that's it for me, I think, on 
asking about filming. Those are all great things that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can be... get some of hoping you can get some of those, dude. We got, I mean, it would be pretty sick to have some new camera setups for this week. And we're having like seven dudes come up to our cabin and we're doing two boats. And I think kind of with the goal in mind of hitting big water and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. So should be fun. Um, Brian, fun. Brian, you got anything else for we, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else in the filming. I mean, it was cool to listen to all that. So yeah. Information overload on the filming aspect. I I'd love to film a video at some point. Um, this weekend, we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 20th Let's take. just get the footy, get the footy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was going to say earlier, drive. <laughs> like we tried to film the opener, didn't catch a fish. And then oh, when we don't try oh, to film, oh caught a fish well, okay we caught a fish caught a fish yeah. but when we don't try to film then we go off and then we're like crap we don't have any footage yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's how it goes um all right well you guys want to wrap this up and then you know ben like dude thanks a lot for coming on we'll uh you know it'd be awesome to have you back on um you know if you and gus ever do get out on the boat together and do some filming or whatever and kind of debrief after that that'd be pretty cool yeah, I'm game for that. That sounds awesome. All right, so we'll we'll put a bow on this. Um, ben, we can't thank you enough for coming on, man. That was uh, not only entertaining, but it got uh, very educational too, which I'm sure a lot of people will be interested to hear because, you know, you see it a lot more these days, people running GoPros in their boats. And, um, you know, I think more people probably fall into our bucket of doing a lot of filming and then that just ends up on their laptop. So hopefully maybe this inspires some people to uh, Gus to uh, – you know, get some of that. <laughs> just okay. I just get it. I just get it. Um, you know, hopefully get some edit. People, yeah, hopefully it gets some people, you know, maybe a little more enthusiastic or motivated to get some stuff out on the, the internet because I don't know, more musky content the better. Um just uh, as a, a final note, do you um for all the people that aren't familiar, I'm sure most people that listen to this are, but do you want to just kind of give your you know, where to find you, socials, YouTube page, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all my usernames are Ben Stone Fishing. I use primarily YouTube and Instagram. Um, I am on TikTok, but I don't really keep up with that a whole lot. But it's all under Ben Stone Fishing. And then uh, Devoted Outdoors is all under Devoted Outdoors as well. So between those two, uh, that's kind of where you can find me on uh, on the internet. Cool. Well, like I said, we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for the knowledge bombs on filming, Ben. It's cool to hear about. Yes. Appreciate it. Anytime. All right, Ben. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, some great info on filming, videographer, videography, and uh, the editing game, which we are all fairly in the rookie class and doing. Hopefully, we get a little bit better after some of your knowledge bombs. But uh, yeah, awesome interview with him. Uh, going forward now, we've got the musky bender coming up, as we mentioned earlier in the pod. We will have six or seven of us this weekend, giving it hell, two different boats. Uh, We're going to be swinging for the fences here in some maybe less than ideal weather. 
so hopefully we can take some of Ben's tips and uh, get a co- couple cool clips. I think should be the goal. <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe mash together a, a little short <laughs> film for everybody. Yeah, um, we'll I think that's doable. It's up to his standard. Yeah, I think it's doable. Yeah, 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 make it like an Instagram short, like actual. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some beer uh, yeah, on there could, for we everybody. Could do something. Yeah, actually, hey, that's our. That's on the B-roll, God himself, Brian Echo. You better, you. Be on your, you better be on your game. <laughs> Hands are going to be cold this weekend. Should we get another car minutes. car intro on the drive up with the guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last one went super well. Yeah. You guys oh, started man. laughing immediately as, as soon as he said one word. Just, <laughs> just well, get I said, welcome back, everybody. And it's like, Jack, like, it's your first video. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Dude, act natural. <laughs> maybe maybe this winter we'll file through like a bunch of our botched B rolls slash talking clips and create a nice little parody skit for everybody in the, the dead funny. of February. Yeah, <laughs> that would Something be awesome. Stay preoccupied. So, do you, uh, Gus? Do you want to set the scene at all on on what's going down this weekend? Kind of what what we're gonna do and what maybe people that are also gonna be dumb enough to go out there and fish this weekend are gonna be in store for and kind of what to look for and what we're gonna be, I guess, looking for that is. Sure, I'll uh, set the full on stage. So back in July, we did a musky bender with five of us and two boats. So we're upping the people, keeping the amount of boats, but our good friend Mitch did upgrade his boat so that you each are going to be very comfortable given the weather. Oh, oh. So, oh, 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 oh. shout out, Mitch. Dog. It is, it's going to be very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, we, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to be four wide in one boat. So, that, that's always fun. But as cold as it's going to be, ain't no way all four of us are even going to want to cast at the same time. So, I think we'll be I'm bringing right. a little buddy heater. Yeah. And watching you guys do work. I mean, with you, me, and Jack on the same boat, I mean, that's three pretty big yuns out. Yeah, we'll be taking to throw a little some, bit of water. Kind of hook rubber and also kinda, run two suckers at the same time. Gus is going to really be enjoying that, I'm, I'm the sure. only shorty. I think everyone everyone that's coming is over six foot. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the front of the boat will just be plowing in the water and the oh, engine yeah. out the back. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Parker's six whatever how tall is parker he's a lanky six dude a lot uh sam's six foot something you got we'll call parker guys. six eleven behind the yeah, camera we'll put him at parker. six eleven yep <laughs> give right, him the right. nfl stats yeah yeah roster so with that we have the weekend of our musky bender t- 2.0 we're going to talk a whole lot about that on the next podcast how it goes but for the bite and how it's going, fish are eating live bait, but reluctantly, uh, Max is up this past weekend and he got to see firsthand when running live scope. It has been quite frustrating with this cold snap that I've very much assumed would really set them off. And I don't know if it was a, a lake choice that we had, but really we're, we capitalized on only the two sucker opportunities that we got. We got two sucker eats, landed them both. And then it was just casting from there. And with that, we got a decent bit of follows max touchdown 
unfortunately, the two that he lost. I was able to land one on a tube uh, just this past Sunday. And, man, it's just been tough getting them to eat the suckers. And I don't know if it's going to be this consistent cold that we're getting now. It's finally going to do it. I don't know if the water temps, they might have been just a touch too warm still. But the temps going into the weekend, we saw mid-60s. And it is now October 9th, and we got mid fifties. So yeah, it has it been fell off five, four, five, four days ish, and it's dropped 10 degrees. That's just surface temps, but it's been extremely windy. So that water is mixing pretty good. As of today, I have not still been on a water body of water yet that has turned over. It's not there yet, but when this podcast comes out in the weekend, you might not, you might, I think you're going to experience some turnover on smaller lakes that are deep enough that stratify. So be aware of that. You're probably going to be good to go for some pre turnover for sure for the largest lakes in the area. And I'd say a good bit of your medium size ish lakes. So hmm. Be prepared for definitely uh, low to mid 50s for water temps probably going into the weekend because it doesn't look like it's getting much warmer to really pick those temps back up. I highly advise soaking some meat, <laughs> potentially getting out some. Oh man, well, Brian, you're going to cringe, but crankbaits for trolling. It's that time no. of year if you don't feel like. God <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ryan, keep rolling your eyes. We'll get you one year. I'll get you one year. I'm going to spend a lot of time trolling this fall because I am sick and tired of buying the freaking suckers at. I mean, I mean, with the temps this weekend, temps this weekend, I'm definitely not going to be fighting on the whole trolling thing. I don't know if we're really going to this weekend. I think, if anything, we're going to soak suckers the whole time and. I think with the amount of people and bodies we got in the boat, we're always going to have at least one or two casting like somebody who's yeah. like wants to cast and has their hands all warmed up. So that I don't think there was a problem with, but just you wait until you join me in the boat in November when you can't freaking move your hands or take off any of your three layers of gloves. That's when you're going to want to troll. Mm. And uh, yeah. it's going to be, yeah, Brian will be up there. I... Brian will be up there for sure. Yeah, I just hate trolling <laughs> the summer when I can pitch docks. So I, that's that's the time I'm arguing that. About fifty percent of the docks are kind of out right now, anyways. Like all the boat, yeah, that's the that's boat lifts are gone. That's tough. I mean, if you only <laughs> where, if you're working with where do the muskies structure cover? Where do the muskies go? Where do they go? Yeah. They leave the lake. There's no docks. They there. go. I think Dead they kind of just push up your shower, bags, probably head south <laughs> well you want to gus do you want to touch on that because we found fish in a whole smorgasbord of spots this weekend yeah uh a lot has kind of been in rocks i'd say rocks was like a big proponent of where we got a lot of fish some rock to weed transitions some extended bull rush points off of sand. Yeah, I just realized we have found fish everywhere again, but they're still relating to that deep, steep stuff closest to the deep water. 
granted i never really spent a lot of we didn't really spend a ton of time in shallow weedy bays but we did and we didn't really see much um and i think it's just going to continue with that where the fish are finally kind of making some pushes to deeper water in general uh not every single fish is going to do the same thing um i'm probably picking off some of the early to the party visitors on some of the deep water but that's going to be what's coming up next soak some suckers toss some rubber definitely get some crankbaits out and jerk baits uh suic is definitely going to be a staple in my boat for any of the shallower lakes deeper diving crankbaits and rubber for sure for the deeper and clearer lakes and yeah i think that's kind of it for what people should expect going into the weekend a quick i'll try and do this real quick but with the merch i am happy to announce that on today it'll be fully announcing that it is available they're in stock you can head to www.sugsfishing.com brian no clapping Let's go. Feel free to treat yourself, people. You deserve it. Go ahead and plug that credit card in there. Let's get those things out. We're so I'm going to do my absolute best to get them out as soon as I can. When the orders are in, you are looking at who fulfills the orders. So, uh, (laughs) if I'm out fishing, it'll be hard to fulfill an order. So, I will nice. do my absolute best and we'll kind of just see how it goes. And, uh, you know, if it starts, I'm going <laughs> to, if it starts to just, this isn't too reassuring for people. It sounds yeah. like you might get the sweatshirt. You might not. I don't no, know. it's if you're not looking to that. give some Christmas gifts, get them now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all we're, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get them out as fast as I can. That's, that's the encouragement there. But, um, <laughs> For sure, sure. I'm just trying to look, you know, look forward into the future on like, you know, see how it goes from from merch drop and kind of right. look to potentially order Perfect. some more for people. I'm excited. And, yeah, I'm I'm excited too. It's all gonna be good. And sweatshirts are gonna be out to people soon. And of course, we got the pint glasses and some stickers as well. So yeah, that's they're, a merch they're sweet. They're sweet. I finally got to lay eyes on them. I'm actually wearing one right now. Um, they're awesome. I, you know, they're good. So I'm I'm happy with how they turned out. I hope other people like them too. I uh, got the stamp of approval from some family members, uh, you know, that got to see them this weekend as well. So uh, should be good. I'm excited to see some people repping the Muskies on Tap merch. Once you guys get them, send, uh, send those pictures in. If you guys fishing in them, we'll definitely... Be uh, reposted them on the Instagram, all that, all that good stuff. So, um, excited for excited, man. Just looking forward to it. Um, I think, uh, moving on here, the uh, burning question in most people's brains for this upcoming weekend, Brian, is what are the Vegas odds on total fish caught in the musky bender between both boats, and of course the patented largest fish line mm. of the weekend. What are we looking at here? Well, the line's been moving a lot with this groundbreaking weather coming in, Um, but it's looking like whole weekend, seven guys, they got the line set at 
five and a half fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. good up there. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where it's a new moon, and these fish are bound to start just inhaling suckers. I do like our timing, not so much the weather, but hey, that weather might help us. Might fire them up. Uh, in terms mm-hmm. of their biggest fish, looking at forty eight and a half. Whoa. Gee, remember whoa. where we're at, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, hey! They saw they saw last musky bender. Was just shy of that number, so they're they, they're up in and out. It's fall; these big fish are on the move. I actually like that. I almost feel like it's one of those where you know you're gonna probably see a lot of money coming in on the under. And mm. as we know, Vegas always knows. So yep. Vegas knows. Uh, that's tough Vegas to wins. think. Hammer the over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit this in a week. <laughs> we've yet yeah. to go two for two, right? I think <laughs> we've never gone, we've never cashed both on the over, right? Yeah. So I think we've always gone one for one. So that means either we're going to catch more than five and a half fish or we're going to catch less than five and a half fish, but one of them is going to be a giant. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with either. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Either one works for me. Team sport this weekend. So should be a yeah. good time. Uh, you guys, any got anything else to add tonight? Uh, um, quick sh- the tournament results for the two tourneys that were on in the area. Quick oh yeah, go through them. So this past weekend they had some tournaments going on. They had the Phelps, um, 2023 Midwest Musky Classic. I know that one you're allowed to use live bait in. And there was some very large fish caught, as always, pretty much, because those are on the big Phelps lakes. And the first place was a 46 and a half, I believe was a tiger, which is pretty awesome. 45 and three quarters took second. And another 45 and three quarters took third. So it looks like, yeah, I went to the, the person who caught it first to take second yeah those are some big fish for northern wisconsin and congrats to the winners of so the biggest was brian fons congrats to him second place is don van grohl and third was sam hunsel hunsel yes I think. shout out shout out the other tournament that was going on was in the St. Germain area, and they had the Greater Wisconsin Muskie, oh man, tournament? Is that what it is? I know it's the, hopefully I didn't botch that, it's the GWMT, and they had a somewhat tough showing for the most part. The biggest was a 46 for Zach Zorn, congrats to him. But there wasn't a ton of fish caught, and I know there's a lot of people out there. That one does not allow live bait. But there was a few very uh, famous and big lakes over there that only produced one or two fish, which is pretty remarkable in my eyes. Um, It seemed to be somewhat spread across the board on where they, what lakes they caught the fish, but... That is that, and congrats again to Zach. So there's a little update in the tournament world, and a quick shout-out for any of the 
people that are coming up this late October. I know RM Muskie Shop and Tackle in the town of Eagle River is putting on their fall brawl again. And I believe it's Saturday, October 21st. It's a one day tournament on the Eagle River and Three Lakes chains. So if you're up and looking to fish, I know they allow. Oh, off the top of my head, I know they allow sucker fishing and they allow trolling. And I want to say they allow one live scope unit. So oh, yeah. don't quote me. Some big fish caught. Yeah, don't quote me exactly. I know last year there was some big fish caught on the chain. I think the biggest, ooh, I want to say it was like 47 and a half or something. So nice. there might be some large fish caught there because the chains are a producing. So um, that's it in the tournament world. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you boys this weekend. Be up there late Thursday night. Uh, and uh should be a good time. Brian, you excited? I am. Cannot <laughs> wait. Got to uh You haven't been on the boat in a while. You remember how to fish? It's been a minute. I know. I know. It's been a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna have to practice some hook sets on something. Um, but yeah, I gotta dig out my hey yo, I gotta dig out my uh warm gear out of the boxes tonight and get it all yeah. prepared, sadly. We'll be all right. Yep. We'll be all right. We'll figure it out. We grind. Part of the, part of the game, man. It's all fun. Yeah. All part of the fun. Oh, yeah. You want to give us yeah. a little uh, send-off here after Gus gives out his... Gus, you give out your stuff yet? I wasn't paying nope. attention. Not yet. That's all, that's right. all good, man. <laughs> um, You can find us on Muskies on Tap for Instagram and also at Suggs Fishing for my personal... You can also find Suggs Fishing Guide Service on Facebook and add me as a friend to my personal profile. Um, you can find the merch and all of my guiding info on www.sugsfishing.com. And I still have some availability this uh, October and November. If you're looking out, if you're looking to get out and brave the elements and join me in the boat, I'd love to have you out and I'd be willing to do anything. Go after giants, go after numbers, cast, troll, jig, suckers, the whole shebang. I will, do, I, I'm going to be doing it all this fall. So hope to join some of you guys in the boat. So with that being said, Brian, let's have you send it away and cap off this podcast all right everybody thank you once again for tuning into this episode can't thank ben enough for coming on tonight incredible interview a lot of insights into the videography game we're gonna be looking to get into that this weekend hopefully we're blessed with some good fish and some manageable weather we got five oh bad math four other fellas coming up this weekend we're gonna be doing one hell of a musky bender a lot of cold, numb feet, numb hands, sore arms, but nothing takes care of that better than a tall blonde at the end of the night Talking. or an Oktoberfest, <laughs> whatever you're feeling. Everybody Ooh. take care this weekend and good luck on the water. Ooh.